to another episode of Affirmative Murder, the Equal Opportunity True Crime Comedy Podcast. I am Alvin Williams, joined as always by my partner in true crime, Francel Evans. Oh yes, wait a minute, Mr. Postman. Yeah, man, I'm the mailman, can't you tell, man? Gonna post it. What up? Fran, how are we doing, sir? I'm doing good, man. Uh... You know, I'm happy to be alive as always. And, you know, you know, before we jump into it, or maybe this is a segue and what we're going to talk about, you know, to get the show started. You know, for me, I like to uh, live my life and thinking when I do stuff, you know, so I'm like, but mm-hmm. I like to, I like to think about situations when I do stuff. So I go, like, sure, okay, of course, I go visionary, visualizing I, next step. Exactly. So I go, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. what are the chances of this happening? Or mm-hmm. I go. What's the possible, what's the worst outcome that can happen of anything I'm about to do, of any decisions I'm making, right? Yeah. You're like that's, Minority Report. You got screens. Yeah, it's like and every I, decision. You're like, if I go left, what happens? Boom. Possibilities. Exactly. And I go, and if, and if you know, the, the, the number's not looking right, or I go like, I, I go with my intuition, I go, this just don't. Intuition. This don't feel right. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'll, just, I'll go like, you know what? That's a bad decision, friend. Don't do it. Got to say the nay no, yeah, as Pootie Tang would say. <laughs> well, what, what, has anything recently happened? Or you saw some people not not adhering to that intuition? Oh, uh, I did. Um, really? You no, know, oh, please. Uh, people know how I feel about you know the Titanic. You know, uh huh. Uh, you know, I just, well the movie, the yes. movie, the movie Titanic. You know, I'm yes, just, I'm a bit upset about that movie still. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, but. Do a lot I think, of, lot of, a lot of uh, factual inaccuracies in the in the in the yeah, film exactly. that you you still hold have some gripes about. I do, yes. Uh, no secret, no yeah, secret, no, no secret. So it's like you know, do I think the story of the Titanic is fascinating? Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, is the movie and the you know what happens is it compelling? Yes. But mm-hmm. I go, you know, I don't need to see it. I go, you know, it's it's not something I want to go. Like, man, I, I would love to go down there and, and see it. I go, you know, I just don't. Yeah, there's nothing about. I saw the movie. <laughs> I, I saw the movie. Yeah, I go like you know I don't need to. That's one thing I don't need to go see. You know, I, sure, I, I can look at pictures. Uh huh. But the dangers of going down to thousands of feet of an unexplored ocean? oh parts of the ocean. Un- no, no person's unex- ever been down there. Unexplored. I go. I'm good. Mm-hmm. No, I'm good on that. Bro. Now, why are you, friend? Why, why are you? What, what is what's what's brought, what's brought this on? What is what's, what do you what is this brought? How does this come up you know, in your life? Why are you why are you going down this path? Well, then you know, news media coverage. There is you know this company called Ocean Gate where they ah uh, you know there was this is it, a, it would you call it a um, some type of exhibition or type uh, uh, activity like an excursion, excursion, uh, excursion uh, mm-hmm. yeah yeah that you know that I thought you were gonna ask me what I call it a submarine because no I would not abs- it's not even called a submarine yeah no it's I would, called a submissible <laughs> uh um I don't know. Uh, yeah, boat. I don't know submarine. I don't know, but it's not a submarine. Whatever you want to call it's it, called, it's called submarine. 
It's called a pipe cleaner. Okay. It is a giant pipe cleaner. I use that thing looks like what I'll use to get hair out of the drain. That is not supposed to go down. It looked like a Sprite can. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, yes. Ocean Gate Gate. We can get into this yes. uh, slightly. I don't really have many thoughts. There's this controversy about um, people having kind of fun about it. And here's what I'll say. Everybody wants to eat the rich till it's time to eat the rich, mm-hmm. right? And I feel bad that some kid got uh, guilted by his dad to yes. get on that thing uh, for Father's Day, and he didn't really want to get on it and was scared or whatever. But a group of people had a quarter million dollars each to go do a really dumb thing mm-hmm. that was unsafe. They signed a waiver that said, hey, man, this is not regulated or approved by any board that has any respectability. And if you get in this and it, and it goes wrong, it's your fault. Yeah. And they signed that happily and then gave those people a check for $250,000. So um, I don't really have much empathy. They were in a situation to where they were told, hey, man, if this goes sideways, you're in one of the only things that even goes down here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's only like three other things. And those things, if they, they could just come down here and look at us. They, don't they can't hold, even. They don't hold people. Yeah, so they can't, if the, even if we go get the thing that James Cameron has that comes down here, it just is to film us dying. So there's no other ship that can come down here, people come get, so like the idea that people could do anything other than be like, what, wait, what's this dumb thing these people are, they're trapped in a what? And I tell you like this, man, that was, it was, it, it was a funny couple of days on it Twitter. Was, it was. You know, I, you know, I have empathy and all those things and I of feel course. bad that those people died and everything like that, but sometimes people just do some dumb shit. And, and, it, and it just, it requires people to have a full release as a society to go, that's so dumb. I saw people going on the, on the internet being like, you guys are so wrong for laughing at this. What if, the, what if it was your family? And I went, it literally could never be my family. No. My mom would never spend $250,000 to go into a can of soda and go to the depths of the ocean to where they go, whales go here. And then you're going to go 20,000 feet deeper than the whales go. Who live in the ocean. There was no empathy for me. There was no, like, how did they end up in this situation? By choice. Yeah. They paid a quarter million dollars to go do something incredibly dumb. Yeah. For what payoff? To look at the Titanic on a screen? Do you know how, listen, friend, I know you don't, like, watch a ton of, like, um, history channel, stuff like that, but there's literally hours. and uh, James Cameron, the director of the Titanic, mm-hmm. has gone and seen that boat a bajillion times. He's taken a boat down there with cameras on it. We've seen all the angles, old plates, he's the a, ship underwater. Has, like person? Yes, there's documentaries. There's doc, well, not, well, yes, he, he's gone down there too. Oh, shit. He's gone down there. I think they go down further than even he goes. And James Cameron has a bajillion fulfillion dollars. Yeah. If anybody can put together the ship that can take you down there, it's James Cameron. Here's the problem. James Cameron's ship, if I'm not mistaken, is a one-man vessel. They wanted to commercialize going to see the Titanic. Yes. So they had to make a bigger thing, which requires more things. They have to seal you into this thing. The idea that it doesn't have a door. No. They take another piece of metal, slam it up against the can of soda, and drill 12-inch screws. And you, they're sealing you in a coffin. So when I think about those people's last moments when, when they realize, oh, th- this isn't coming back up. It wasn't, there wasn't no last moment. There wasn't no realizing. Yeah, that, that's the thing I've heard from people. Like... Um, or from news reports, yes. is that people were involved in, like, speculating, like, the captain of the ship being down there pretending like everything's fine and the people not knowing. And a lot of people, experts have come out and gone, oh, once this went sideways, that, that can crumbled and it imploded immediately. Was there it. was no them, oh, we're running out of oxygen or we only have one bag of chips or, you know, they start fighting. There was none of that. They, if something went wrong... The ship was gone immediately. Yeah. There was no timing of, there will be no, um, 
a movie starring Tom Hanks about this in 10 years, where it's like they spend two days down there and they slowly die. And when, when this went wrong, they were dead immediately. Yeah. I even watched the video that a person like really explained how it works and, you know, the way like the pressure is like they said, these people bl- probably blacked out immediately. But they said it happened so fast that your brain didn't even realize what's happening. That it happened Yeah, this was not time. painless. So, you know, honestly, like thankfully for them, like it, yeah. it seemed like it was a quick thing. When it went wrong, it went wrong like in a millisecond. Yeah. So that's good. But no, I don't I don't have any like empathy. This is people that have like exorbitant amounts of wealth that had a think about friend. Two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. What is your What is your dream to go see, to go oh, do, what? look look like? Like a going under the ocean to dangerous depths to see an old boat. What like what is what is what does a quarter million dollar trip look like for you? It wouldn't even make that. Wouldn't even make a list. If I had a list of like a hundred things, that wouldn't even be. <laughs> it wouldn't even make the hundred. <laughs> <laughs> I, I adventures list at all like the top 10 all involved like being on a beach with like uh, the 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 most expensive resort people bringing me food all day dollars and i don't even know if this is enough money is me going to dubai and like living like i'm like i like i live there every day <laughs> that's that's where I'm that going. could get you like three days of that that could get you like three <laughs> days of, three days of being like oh i'm a I'm a sheik in Dubai. Yes. That's what I want to. I want to live like a sheik in Dubai. Yeah. I think you could have a really nice three days. And that's like and that's, club, that's club every night. Tigers in your uh, rented apartment going, uh, you know, driving a Bugatti. You could do all of that for like three days. And that would be like the trip of a lifetime. Yeah, and guess what? I'm able to come back home and then. <laughs> yes, no, qu- you don't have to sign a waiver at any point in that trip where it's like, hey, you might you might die. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So, yeah, no, you're right. That's a really good point. If I had 100 trips on a list to make. Going to see the Titanic wouldn't even crack the top 100. 100. No. I could find 100 things better to do with $250,000. So, you know, a rest in peace to those people. Sure. Um, and they are resting in peace. They're, they wanted to see the Titanic. They're going to see the Titanic forever. Uh, They're down there. Um, so, you know, the, 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 the irony is not lost on me that, you know, the Titanic was this first of its kind vessel to go out and do this thing. And it was, uh, uh, you know, the, the captain was arrogant and didn't listen mm-hmm. to people's recommendations. Yep. And the same situation happened on a ship to go visit the Titanic. But doing something and not having, and you, it doesn't need some type of uh, certificate or some type of, you know, uh, what is it called? Um, I don't, approval, approval from, a, from the state or, or something. Yeah, it's insane. It's just. And no. when the idea that there's documentaries or footage from the news out there of the people, the guy being like, and uh, I control it with this uh, GameCube controller. Yeah, throw it around. Isn't that hilarious? <laughs> it's durable. That's not funny. Yeah. I'm putting my life in your hands. You're like, yeah, I got this from a uh, Bass Pro Shop. All this right here, all this, uh, the do the duads and the wiring and yeah. everything. Yeah, that's from Circuit City. You got it from Radio Shack. Yeah, I mean, that's like crazy. Yeah. Uh, and he's laughing about it. Like, we're, we're about to take this thing to depths that nobody's ever gone. And I want you to really think about that. 80% of the ocean is unexplored. 80% is wild. We've seen more of, we've explored more of space than we have of the oceans in the, on Earth, right? And there's some scary stuff about the ocean. The pressure, there's yeah. black holes in the ocean. Yeah. I mean, there's like real scary stuff about the ocean that is unexplored. And this person was like, I'm going to build a ship and go down there there's oh, a f- on my own time. There's a fish with a light that hangs in front of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we also find an Nemo. <laughs> You've been hung up on that for like a like a long. It's crazy, man. It's insane that you be going out and it's like there's a. It's fish so dark a, down it's there. So there's a as a fish with a light. It needs a light. Yeah, that it evolved to having a light. Because it's, so, it's so it's dark. so dark down there that the 
the fish had to get light bulbs on themselves. <laughs> they got sick of being in the dark. That's how dark it is. It's not like a little bit dark, like you know when you wake up in the middle of the yeah. night, the TV's not There's on. No light. You can still see. You can still see the room. Yeah, it's the the def, It's pitch black dark, and it got it was so dark that the fish was like, oh, we need to like change this up. Yeah. and they did it from within. <laughs> they manufactured light bulbs a on light themselves, bulb. yeah. and those people wanted to go down there. Why not just scam these people? At least you'd be alive and and having to deal with like legal ramifications because they had to watch it on the on a TV screen. Yeah. The way I would have took that can of soda, attached a crane to it. And just swung them around in the air and pretended like we were going down in the ocean and just played footage of James Cameron going to, going down to go see the Titanic. <laughs> oh, that's great. And just wave it around yeah. for six hours. We come back up, then just dip it in the ocean for a little bit so and act like you popped up. So when you open the gate, it's wet. There's water dripping from the can of soda. Yeah. And you go, that was crazy, right? Did you see that? Yeah. I'd rather that they did that than really go down there in a dumb thing that they made. I think it's nuts, man. It's just, but a two-hour-long drop and... Free fall. Free fall in the ocean is just nuts to me, man. I just like, I just, that's, that's crazy. And people, five people wanted to do that and pay, paid to do it. I think having that much money is a gift and a curse because you like, I have an, an opportunity to do something where it's like, I have you get money. You get, you get, you get phone calls that you and I would never get. Never. And you have them and somebody can, like, listen, there's people right now. 250? That's chump change. Yeah, before this happened, obviously. There will never be another commercial trip to go see the Titanic or go deep in the ocean ever again. Now, there might not have been any regulations or any... Now there will be. They're going to, like, put, like, regulations around the ocean, which is crazy because it's, like, nature. But they're going to be like, you can't just come down... You can't just go down there, stupid, and, like, cause a a global catastrophe. The news, it was, you know, like, it caused, caused like, international incidents because some of the people were from, like, Latvia and America and England, so nobody... No, knew who should go down and get them. Yeah, like what what nation should man the 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 hunt to go get them? Like nobody wanted to be the first to pers- person to go do it because they didn't want to take responsibility. Yeah, man, it was just crazy. I was I but was there are definitely people- okay. refreshing updates. I was like, I wanted. New- oh, I was I was by my TV screen. This was and also Twitter was just like people were having a great time. People were like, oh, me if LeBron James was down there, and then showing footage from like Baywatch and diving in the ocean and going yeah, swimming. Yeah, yeah. You know, like people were just having a good time with it because, like, literally, what else? What else do you want us to do? I don't have a boat. Nobody can go get them. That's why when it was like moment to moment, like uh, updates and stuff, yeah. I was like, they're down there, and nobody can get them, yeah. and that's it. Like, there's no. This is not going to be. I remember when those kids got trapped in the caves in the Philippines. There was there a strategy could be worked on. Yes. And it could not work or it could work. Like there was, and there was time constraints and we got to act now. And even if we act now, we do everything to the team. We get the most, the experts about scuba diving in here to come up with a plan. Yeah. They could still, those kids could still die. And I watched the documentary about that, that and it was fascinating. Was it was, a, it was incredible. It, yeah. This ain't that. You get all the experts that you can, that you want about the ocean and pressure and everything. And they all, they all were, they were on the news going, yeah, they're probably dead. Yeah. Like, like there was no optimism. There's no plan. They, there was nothing to, to, to help with other than, can when when can we find where the where it went back? Yeah, and then they, that's what we were waiting to find out. Right. They and then they brought up. Um, they were saying that if somebody want if they wanted to go down there to try to see if they were stuck, the machine they had to go that can go down there, like you know, just operated by mm-hmm. like a controller, like from the. From a ship that's on top of right, it's like that takes. It was like that takes like two to three, forty eight hours or two to three days to, you know, to kind of prepare it 
to go. Down. Yeah. You just can't get it and go like, okay, we just like you got to prepare that take a couple of days and yeah. by then it's like, okay, it's it's too late anyway. But that and that's what and that's what they did. Yeah. The experts, the experts were like, oh, this takes like months yeah. of preparation for us to go down there. And they were like, no, no, we just sealed them up in a box and just dropped it down. We picked a spot and just were like, drop it here. Yeah. I just don't think things activities like that where you can just pump them out like you getting on the, like you going to the airport. No, it's just that just doesn't doesn't sound safe. To you're me. making it. You're making you're making something that took decades yeah. and decades of science and mathematics yeah. to perfect seem like you can just you can just buy your way into trying it. to streamline the whole thing and now yeah. but you're cutting corners as well. It's like that you're cutting exactly. corners somewhere. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Because if you ask a person that works for NASA, like, how much does a rocket ship cost? They go, oh, we have to use this super thin material, this alloy that you can't, it costs a, a million dollars, a, a quarter pound, and whatever, and the rocket fuel costs this. And then you got some guy like Richard Branson or fucking Jeff Bezos who goes, well, what if we'd use the second best metal? Exactly. And what if we use gas from, like, the gas stage, like kerosene or, like, um... We just use premium know. gas from Exxon. Yeah, what, if we, what if we use 93? <laughs> High octane, we use 93 gas, pump it up in there. And what if we use, like, car seatbelts? And now all the things that this NASA ship has done, hundreds of millions of dollars, you're trying to do it for $50 million yeah. so that you can cut your costs and make profits on the tickets and get to that, get in the black quickly... Yeah. And you're sending people to the depths of the ocean or to outer space. I'm not interested. Not at all. Like you said, I have a $200,000. I have $50,000. There are so many more things I could find to do than put my life on the line. With a smile on my face. Not worried about. With a smile on my face, I know anything can go wrong, but it's like, I know you hop in that damn tin, uh, whatever it is, and your stomach is like. It should. Yeah, like. The the way I would have pulled the boys in the hood and be like, hey, man, let me out the time. (laughs) Let me out. They're like, but we're about to drop. Let me out. So they sit that boat. Like, Wait, unscrew the screws. We, you only can get out. You only can. You gotta close it from the outside. Oh no, I'm out. I yeah. As soon as I heard that first, like they're like, because I like I like to think that they didn't tell them we we're using 12 bolts from Home Depot to screw you into this. <laughs> and I'm like, is that a Black and Decker drill? And they're like, vroom, vroom, vroom. Yeah. by like the third screw, I'm like, no, I'm having a panic attack. Like, no, no, no. Undo the screws. Turn. Put the put the screwdriver in reverse and take this. I don't want to do this anymore. You can keep the 250. Yeah. You can keep the 250. I'm out. But yeah, like I said, thoughts and prayers to them. Um, before we take a quick break, I wanted to touch on and get your thoughts on Fran. There's another video that's you know, the, the next conversation, controversial thing that um, video that's surfaced on Twitter. Um, I've got more detail, but if I get anything's wrong, anything's wrong, my apologies. Um, I, I'm just kind of trying to formulate the hypothetical to ask to you based on the situation. But there was a 14 year old kid in Chicago mm-hmm. who whose mom was at like a, a carry out spot and got into an argument with a man. Uh, I believe the son was either in the restaurant or in the car and then heard his mom arguing with this man and he comes in and seeing a guy shouting at his mom. We don't know what happened before to get to the point of the shouting, but the mom goes, go get the gun to her son, which aggravates the man. Mm, and then he, okay. and then he, you know, cause he's like, get the what? And now I, I think that this context is important. I know Chicago gets lambasted and, you know, scapegoated a lot, but it is important to keep in mind there are 13, 12, and 14-year-old kids in Chicago committing homicides, yeah. right? Like, they, they, it is an epidemic of violence in Chicago happening right now. So this narrative that, like, this was, and it's not a narrative. I'm just saying that we're supposed to go, this is just some 14-year-old little boy, yeah. and da 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 and he was just protecting his mom. All of those things seem true from the video. But my point is, I know what's happening in Chicago. 
and this idea that this kid might have been like, what's a gun, mom? Get the gun. I've never touched a gun before. Like, I don't, I don't know if that's the case. That doesn't mean he didn't do the right thing in protecting his mom. Mm-hmm. But to make this the idea that this might have been the, this was the first time this kid ever saw a gun and he just shakily ran in and, you know, like, I, based on the, the, the actions and the, the actions afterwards and the energy of the video, for me, it felt, now listen, I understand seeing red when somebody's threatening your parent. Yeah. You know, I, I fully understand that. That's why I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to lay out everything so I can get my thoughts on it and get your thoughts on it. But like, it felt like there was an argument taking place. And remember we talked about that John Moran situation where his mom called. Now he, she didn't call him up there. He was already there, but the way she was like, I'm in an argument. Hey son, come up here and deal with this. Right. So this woman was in an argument with a man mm-hmm. and told her son to go get a gun to deal with this man. And then this man is a man living in Chicago knowing everybody's got guns on him. This is Chicago, you know? Chicago is, is like really the world that a lot of like NRA um, people want. Everybody has a gun. Yeah. You know, like that's kind of the world. So like when that guy heard, go get the gun, he's like, go get the gun. Now, I don't know why his reaction to her telling somebody else to go get a gun was to hit her. Yeah. It felt like a dumb thing to do. Yeah. But he hit this kid's mom. The kid comes back with the gun and shoots the guy in the back. The guy does not die immediately there. He takes off running. The kid chases him, shoots at him some more. The guy eventually succumbs to his, in- his injuries. And then the mom goes, hey, shoot his girlfriend too. Oh, shit, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. She's like, whether she thought that she was a witness or because she was talking shit, because the, the girlfriend was there and kind of being like, I told you to be quiet. Like, you should have stopped talking to him like that before he, before he got shot in the back. Uh-huh. So basically... So basically, the, 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 the man, they're in an argument. Mm-hmm. The man and the woman are going back and forth. And then all his girlfriend's there being like, hit him, hit him, baby. Hit her. Hit her, baby. You better shut up. And then he hit her, and she was like, yeah, see? Then her son comes in, shoots him, chases him out, and then the mom goes, and shoot her too. Because she wanted to run her mouth and da-da-da-da-da. So, and that's where it goes. This is a 14-year-old kid doing, protecting his mom. But now the mom's being charged with murder, too, because she directed him to do that Mm. and then tried to direct him to shoot somebody else. So it's like. Is it wrong that that guy hit that woman in her face? Absolutely. But would he have shot? Would he have shot her? Would he have shot him if his mom didn't tell him, go get the gun and shoot this person? And that's kind of the debate. Now, what is your stance on 14 year old kid? His mom's getting punched by a man. There's a gun in the car. What, what do you what do you feel sh- happens next or should happen next? See, I only I can only speak on how I would handle this situation. So that's how I'm gonna answer this question. So okay, fourteen year old, um, grown man hitting your a mom. grown man hit my mom. My mom is everything. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't it, it. I think me going you know thinking about like how this can go and far as just like you know me going is I don't care. I just yeah. don't care. I'm not thinking about care. jail after this. You just you just you, stuck my mom in the face twice yes. hard. You hit a woman. That's not just yeah, and that. You hit a, you yeah, hit not just any woman, my woman. woman. Exactly. Yeah. Nah, man. I'm I'm behind my mom 100%. And I'm whatever, if she's feel if she's feel like she's being threatened or whatever, she's being physically attacked in front of my face. Nah, man. You I'm sorry. I got to do what I got to do. Now, yeah. shooting the girlfriend, that, yeah, that's that's excessive. He didn't shoot her. By okay, the way, okay. Well, that would be except if he did. But like, homeboy, nah, man. Yeah, that's just in the moment, adrenaline, yeah, you, seeing somebody uh, 
put hands. No, no it's not even a thought. I'm not even thinking about it. Now, my, my I agree. My issue is to you. Is there a difference to you in your mom being hit and feeling disrespected and being in danger? Or does it not matter? Like if it's like, did you just hit me? Shoot him. Or like hearing fear. Like, like, is there a difference to you? I think there is a difference. Like where it's like, how dare you put your hands on me? Shoot this motherfucker. I think as opposed to, oh my God, I, I feel like I'm in danger. Are those two different I things to you? It is two different things. I, I, maybe if, uh, it would definitely be if she called him, if he wasn't there, maybe she called him on the phone to t- come down here. Then that's like, it's been time between the incident and when, her son mm-hmm. get down you're, there. You're, you're, es- you're escalating. Exactly. And then, but, but it wasn't that. He was, uh, just to be clear right, again to people right. who don't know, he was there. He was either inside, he was either in the car and heard what happened and came in and then she said, go get the gun. Or he was in there and saw this happening and then she told him to go get the yeah. gun. But he was there. He, he was not called right. up to the place. But by him being 14, we don't know, I don't know what this kid looked like. By him being 14, this is a grown ass. And you won't. And, and you yeah. won't. We won't know his right. name. We won't know. This yeah. is a grown ass man. Who wasn't a small guy, by the way? The video I seen. No, hit, he like roundhouse and shit. like he hit her really hard. Hit her really hard. And it's like, and if she knows that her son, I mean, if they grew up in the hood, she knows that you know he carries a gun. I was like, come on, man, it's Chicago. It's Chicago. I mean, I again, I don't want to play into that narrative, but it 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 that's it's true. Yeah. Like she this wouldn't is have, Chicago. she wouldn't have said that if she didn't know he had a gun. On. No, he's familiar. He was familiar yeah. with guns. He she know you know that. this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I think yeah the the. I think the tone and what hat what whatever his mom said, I think that plays a big part. But if she's screaming like "Help, shoot him!" then it's like oh, to that's stop, like instant. to stop him from hitting me. And I know you're 14 years old; you're really not gonna be able to do much if you don't have a gun. It's like no, yeah, a fight, a fight, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't, maybe maybe she didn't meant kill him, but it was like shoot him to stop this from hitting me or whatever. Yes, just to end this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But so yeah, somebody I, yeah. but somebody shoot, hitting your mom is like. You just you, oh, it's you, no you black out. All bets are off. All logic. All the like, yeah. I don't want to get in trouble. Yeah, yeah. How can I de-escalate this? Like, it's not. There's none of that is a thing in that moment. I mean, so I, I feel for the kid. I don't know how I feel about the mom then being like shoot this yeah. person. It, it it now felt like um, revenge. Like revenge. Like you people all being disrespectful. You put your you're yelling at me. Then you put your hands on me. Everybody's got to go. And that for you to be weaponizing your child like that and kind of pointing him at people and being like, and then her too. Yeah. That's where it goes to a, a point where I go, okay, well, we should, we should um, take this. We should go through the motions on this. This isn't just a, a cut and a cut and dry, open and shut self-defense. Everybody go home. There are elements of this that make me go, we should play this out. Yeah. Like we should, we should look at the camera footage. We should know all the details and really get this right. Because at the very least, Maybe this kid shouldn't be in the house with this woman. Like we should figure it's a kid is a, a kid is involved. Yeah. He's 14. He did something that in my mind, if he's not the poster child of, you know, Chicago that people like to paint, he's going to be traumatized by this. He killed somebody. Yeah. He, even if, even if you feel justified in it, you should not be like, man, I killed him, man. He was going to kill my mom or he was going to, he was hurting my mom. So fuck him. You're a 14 year old boy. You killed a man that should sit on you. You should need therapy. You should need a lot of things. And so I want him to get those things. But I've heard so many stories. You know, we, you know, we keep, we keep up. I know maybe you do more. You used to keep up with like the Chicago drill music and all the, you know, this street versus that street. It is a, it is a lot of young kids out there that are are cold. 
sure. Because they've been traumatized, lost a bunch of friends, and gotten revenge for that. By 14, 15 years old, these kids have, you know, some of them have several bodies on their jacket. And that's in, 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 in Chicago, I don't know about everywhere, but in Chicago specifically, it's very much with the music and everything, having bodies and killing people cool is, uh, it's like your rep. Yeah. It's like your reputation. How many people have you killed? And so these, these kids are killing people at 12, 13 years old. I'm not saying this kid is one of those people, but this is the city that they live in. And so at the very, at the very least, I hope that he gets the help that he needs and, you know, therapy and any of those types of, of things. And if his mom is unfit, I don't know that to be the case, mm-hmm. but if, if, if she's unfit going to trial for this and going through the motions, we'll, we'll bring that to light. Yeah. And I think that's important because yeah. he's, he's a child. He's 14 years old. So I will be keeping an eye on this. I think it's an interesting, like, self-defense discussion. Um, but, yeah, man, I, I, you, put, you put your hands on the person that birthed me in front of me, and it's up. I'm sorry. Like I, 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 so I, I can't have any kind of negative things to say to the kid because yeah. I get it. But it is sad that he was put in that situation. Yeah. I, the video, what? the video I saw was I didn't maybe she, maybe when she told him to get the gun, maybe that was before the hit. Because mm-hmm. the video I saw, I didn't hear. I didn't, it was. It okay, was. I didn't, okay. It was. The shot was immediately. It was like. She, it was like they were the video I saw. They were arguing, right. and then it was like, "Go get the gun." He was like, "Go get okay, the what?" I didn't see that part. And he says, say something else, say something again, That's I saw. and I'm knocking That's you the out. the video I saw. I started there. But before that, she said, go get the gun. Mm, okay. Like, to the door. Like, you can't see the doorway, but you can see, like, somebody's holding the door open, yeah. which I assume is her son. And she's like, go get the gun. And he's like, go get the what? Now, I understand that reaction from him as well, but my reaction would be, he's 14. I, I don't want anything bad to happen to him, but, like, you, go stop that person. This person just said, go get the gun. And now you're going to hit the person who directed somebody to go get the gun. Now you're giving them more fuel yeah. to get the gun. Yeah. It's like he heard, go get the gun. And his first reaction was like, this is the person I'm arguing with. And you're like, oh, you're talking about getting a gun on me? And he upped it up a little bit. And it's like, ah. This- I, think, I think maybe he thought she was saying, go get the gun and hand it to me. As if somebody wouldn't go get the gun and then just shoot yeah. him with the gun while you're hitting his right. mom. I think in his mind, I, we're in an argument you just said go get the gun so he can come bring it to you. How dare you threaten me like that? That's, my, that's me getting into his brain yeah. as to why that made him more angry and escalated him. But it was so dumb to think that if somebody has a gun and now you're hitting their mom, why wouldn't they just shoot right. you? But I think if this goes into mental health issues, anger problems. He, that guy was already seeing red. Oh, yeah. And so logic didn't come into play about, like, about Okay, she doesn't have a gun. She's telling somebody to go get a gun. So if there's a gun around here, how about I get out of here? Not He's so angry. He's like, you just threatened me with a gun? I'm hitting you, and I'm escalating things to where the gun might get used now. And it cost him his life. Man, that's crazy. My whole thing is that people should just walk away. They were in a fucking he wasn't, roast beef he wasn't sandwich plate, a hot dog, carry up, whatever. Whether she cut him in line, there's no argument. That should cost you your life at a hot dog he wasn't place. Walking it away. just isn't. If his girl was there and told him to hit her, he wasn't walking away. Yeah, and that's just, yeah he was probably getting just, egged on. And that's just a ego. A I don't know what he want to yeah. call it, but if mm-hmm. a, you know, you're not going to embarrass me in front of my girl. It, it, this was a bad clash of um, like type A alpha personalities. Don't back down, and it went bad, and that's really sad. And I want I want people to do better. Yeah. 
Just walk. You know, this away, was just man. such a like just leave. Man. This is just such a, a snapshot into society. The Ocean Gate thing is this crazy freak nature thing, but this is something that can happen any yeah. day. An argument at a store, somebody has a gun, and it goes sideways. An argument at a gas station pump, like this is. I just want us to be better. Yeah. I, this this really like it's made me sad for that kid. What his life is that the mom is like a gun is just available like in the car out. Yeah. I mean, he you know, might. They he, feel like he that, will definitely do some time for sure. I, I, I wouldn't. I mean, I don't, I don't know, know if it's self. He chased him. Him down. chasing him. Yeah. Him chasing him changes things, but yeah. But it made me sad for like why, if it's his, if it's his gun, if it's her gun, why do they feel the need? They they need to drive around with the gun just readily available like that. Why is their first instinct to get the gun? Like every, it, it, it goes to a bigger issue yep. for me, and it made me really sad that this kid was told to go get a gun and his first thought was like, yeah, yeah, it's problems. We, this is what we do. We go get a gun and we, we handle it at 14, 14 years old. That wasn't, that didn't the flighter, the fighter flight. The fact that he fought at 14 is sad to me. I mean, I know like you're home, somebody breaks into your house in the middle of the night. If you fight instead of freezing up, that's great. But an altercation in the street and you being a kid and you not being like overwhelmed by the people and somebody has a camera and your mom's being hit and you just go, oh, fuck that. Go get the gun. The fact that you were able to go to that mind state so easily at 14 years old, it really, it really was sad yeah. to me. So, you know, I, I, I feel for the whole situation and I'm going to keep an eye on it, but I wouldn't be surprised if he does some time or his mom. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if they both do some kind of time, you know, because... Whether she's a negligent, I don't think she's going to get hit with any kind of murder murder charges. I, I can see her being hit with like parenting based things, hmm. negligence or something like that. I could see her getting hit with something like that for sure. So, unfortunate situation yeah, man. indeed. Man. It's, um, a tough one. Uh, Fran, we do not have any Patreon shoutouts this week. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to get into some fucked up shit. So stick around. All right, and we are back. Fran, this week we have a, a wild story. We've done stories like this before, um, there, but every story it, the, like this blows my mind. The psychology of it is always crazy. Um, we will get into it, obviously. But this week, Fran, we are covering the sto- a story that the New York Post dubbed the Womb Raider. Mm. Yeah, um, so, I mean, I think people can speculate as to what that means before we get into it. So I guess it's probably proper to go give a, a bit of a... Um, um, uh, what do they call it? Like a, a not suitable for work, you know, one of those. Yeah, yeah. What do they call that? Uh, uh, a warning, a trigger warning, I guess. Yeah, yeah we'll go with trigger warning. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, in the fall of 2015, Angelique Sutton seemed to be having the year of her life. She was an expecting mother and engaged to be married to Patrick Bradley, who was her longtime partner. On top of all the positives on her horizon. Angelique had also recently connected with an old friend that she had a falling out with the uh, years prior. Ashley Wade, who at the time was 24 years old, reached out to Angelique over social media with a maternal olive branch. Ashley informed Angelique that she too was pregnant and the old friend sparked or uh, re-sparked a connection. Ashley had spent the last few months sharing with uh, the joy of her pregnancy with her boyfriend, her family and friends and followers all over social media. So um, basically Ashley 
you know, according to Ashley, she was pregnant. She finds out Angelique is pregnant. She goes, we have not been friends. We had some kind of argument about a boy or clothes or whatever. And this is a great opportunity for me to reach back out to my old friend and, 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 you know, reconnect. And so she did and they hit it off and they started talking again over Facebook messenger and redeveloping their friendship and, you know, sharing the joys of pregnancy. So from September to November of 2015, Angelique spent her time planning a wedding, growing a whole ass child and swapping pregnancy tips with her old friend, Ashley. That is until on November 20th, which was the big day. And I don't mean due day. I mean, wedding day. It had arrived, you know, but but also she at this point is eight and a half months pregnant. So the baby's due any day and the wedding is here. Uh, Angelique and Patrick had decided to get married at the local courthouse my assumption is to save money since the baby was due pretty much any minute and, you know, she was eight and a half months pregnant and uh, having a giant wedding at the time probably seemed unnecessary for budgetary and right. for and for stress reasons. You know, friend, yeah. I mean, I don't know, but you know that wedding uh, was no joke. Yeah. <laughs> y'all had y'all had uh, flowers hanging from the yeah, ceiling man. and an a open bar yeah. and all this type of stuff. That open bar will get you. Yeah, man. And then people coming and just drinking too much, having too much fun fun. on your dime. Yeah, Yeah, on your dime, I I bet that hurts. I haven't experienced that yet where I throw a party and, like, y'all drinking a lot, huh? More shots? Yeah, y'all, this is free. So I don't. my wedding. (laughs) (laughs) Drinking all this, y'all having too much fun at my expense, and I don't like like it. You know? I'm not liking how much yeah. fun you're having hey, drinking whatever free alcohol because it's not yeah, free. Whatever y'all don't use, I'll take back and get my refund. Right. So, like, so, just, <laughs> so make sure it's some left. <laughs> y'all doing two Modellos at the same time? Y'all double fisting Modellos <laughs> at, in, at, at my right. wedding. And not tipping the bartender. I saw some people Savages, doing that. Man. Drop a dollar in the Something, cup, man. Something, bro. Yeah. Bring some ones to a wedding, man. I, I know it's open bar, but come people on, man. Drop some ones people in the cup. Words, man. Nobody wants to tip at anything. But yeah, so you get it, like you know, and 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 you don't. This wasn't your experience, yeah. but I would imagine if at the time you, you're uh, you're one of uh, you and uh, Stephanie's pregnancies lined up with a with a wedding, yeah. you guys probably would have made an, an executive decision to go. We need diapers and cribs, and exactly. We don't need to have a party yeah. right now. I mean, ideally, would you want to? I think women would want to have that, you know, wedding with the you know with the nice the belly. Of course. Yeah, but it's like we got to be realistic. Yeah, come money on, man. Money is funny, like, and we only can do one of these. We can't be... Yeah, exactly, so man. We have a wedding. 20, 20, 20 stacks? Yeah. When the baby's coming any day. Any day. Eight and a half months? Any day. And you don't even get the... We don't even get to bust it down. We can't break it down on the dance floor. You know you're pregnant. You can't you can't get down. Your knees is, got inflammation right. and stuff right now. You, your feet are <laughs> swollen. Right. You, can't, you can't throw ass in no. that, in this, in this no. state. So let's wait till we pop the baby out. <laughs> then, you know, then we have a party later yeah. on. I think that was a very smart decision yeah. to do it that way. So they said, let's go to the courthouse, make it official, do all the thing, and get the paperwork so we can start getting those benefits, and we'll figure out the party stuff later. So uh, Wade asked Angelique to stop by her apartment on the way to her little intimate gathering of a wedding because she had gifts to give her. Um, Angelique obliged. She... Uh, made a detour on her way to her wedding to go visit her rekindled friend, Ashley Wade, um, t- for some gifts for her wedding. I do. I would love to know what was the, how close were they as friends? That I don't know, but like the age and also, listen, no disrespect. I know a lot of women who, women 
a lot of friends, a lot of friendships for, uh, for women are coming seasons. Yeah. I've seen women be best friends yeah. and I'd be like, did you guys are best friends? Like, oh yeah. I'm like, when did you guys meet? Oh, three years ago. <laughs> I'm like, what? I'm like, yeah, we've been best friends for about three years. We met at work. Yeah. And then you might run into that girl two years later and it's like, hey, have you talked to, no, fuck her. So it's like, you know, obviously childhood friends are universal, man, woman, whatever. But I think women, like, like we had a discussion a couple weeks back when we were talking about toxic masculinity and stuff. I can't tell you the last time I made a new friend. Yeah. Women are way more susceptible to like new friends in their, in their adulthood than men. Yeah. You know, so they'll meet a friend, hit it off. You guys got a lot in common. You work at the same job. You guys met at the same yoga class and you guys are together for the whole summer. Yeah. And then you get engaged and you're like, we've been friends the whole summer. I haven't spent time with anybody more than this. You should be my bridal party. And that person will be in your wedding. And two years later, he's like, oh yeah, no, I, I, I moved jobs and we don't, I don't talk yeah. to you anymore. And y'all got pictures together for the rest of your life. That's crazy. So I've seen that that's, I uh, feel like that's a lot more of a, an ability that women have than men. Yeah, I just, because uh, I'm, so she, they, so at twenty four, like they could have been friends since they were seventeen. They could have been friends since they were twelve. They could have been friends since they like were twenty. School friends, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. just because I can't say like because they were friends and they were friends before they just like stopped talking. So there's yeah. no, it's, there's no way, there's no. I couldn't go like you know she should have brought somebody with her because like she obviously trusted. Yeah, no, like, yeah. You can't. I think there was a there trust. Was a there trust for sure. there, and it's like, and it's a woman. It's not like a. Your first exactly. thought, and, and exactly. it's a pregnant, we're both pregnant. Like everything that's been set up is like, threat is no thought at all. It's like, we're friends. Yeah. We rekindled our friendship and I'm sure their friendship didn't end on some fight shit or it just, we just stopped being yeah. friends. So I don't think, I don't think threat went to her yeah. mind at all. You know? So yeah, of course. Yeah. I don't, you know, and she's on the way to her wedding. It's like, I'm going to stop by my friend's house, get these gifts. No, I mean, I mean, then, just like, I haven't seen this. This girl and you know, over how many years, but to just to go over to her for house, sure. like to me, I go, I don't, I don't, it's just, I think that's you thinking as a yeah, dude, I guess, I guess, get rekindling a friendship with another dude. Cause I'll go, I don't, what, what do you have that I, I don't, like, you don't need to give me, I'll get it from you next week. <laughs> and that also goes to like dudes. See, that's the thing. Also women, women yeah. by nature are like, are like pleasers. So it's like, you got me something. Let me get it from you. Th I'm appreciative. A dude would be like, a dude knows dudes give shitty yeah. gifts. I'm like. I'll get that from you in like yeah. six months, man. I don't know. Like you can, and I'm not pressing you to give yeah. it to you. I'm like, I don't know, man. I, I wanted to be nice. I got you a little groomsman keychain. You can come get this uh, in two yeah. weeks or something like that. You don't need to get it the day of the wedding. If it's not some old borrowed or blue or new <laughs> and that's not your, and you're not the person to give me that. We just got friends again. You're not giving me anything that I'm going to be wearing in the wedding. So it's probably some, some, uh, uh, some, some glasses that say, Mr. and Mrs. on it or something like that. We can get these in a couple of weeks. That's man brain. Yeah. Women are like, let me get a thank you card. Let me get it from them. They just told me, let me come get it so I can just, I don't want them to be mad at me for not wanting their gift. Women are always like, let me put fires out. Well, also if... That's the maternal, it's the maternal yeah, nature of women. Also for like, a, for men, you go, to me, I go, well, we were, we were never that close. So I wouldn't be expecting you to give me anything. But if you have something to me, I would go... Whoever, I'm, if I'm talking to somebody else, I go like, yeah, I talked to, I talked to whoever, he got to give me something, but I go like, but we were never that close, so I was like, I would go, I'll come get it, but I'll probably never go get it, because I would like, yeah, I'll yeah, go like, I'll get over I there. haven't talked to you or seen you, and I don't know what you're up to. I don't, I'll get it, whatever. It's not, it's, it's not, not a, I, for, I don't, <laughs> for, ex, for a man, for a man getting a gift from a friend that you rekindled, I get Facebook messages from people from high school yeah. all the time. 
my life is so much different now than when I was 16 years old. I'd never want to see you. I like never want to <laughs> hang out or anything like that. So anybody being like, we should grab a drink. Of course I'm going to go. Yeah, yeah for, for sure. Definitely. But rea- realistically, no. like, no, that's not going to, I don't know you. I, I don't, don't exactly. There's family members that I go, I have not seen you since I was 10. I don't, I don't know, know what you're, I don't to. care if we're cousins. I don't know if you're a safe person to be exactly. around. And that's what I mean. That's, 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 that's I mean. man. Bra- that's, that's man brain though. Okay. Okay. That's, I feel like men go 10 years, like you could be a killer. Yeah. Like, I don't think women, I don't think women to women go, I haven't seen you in 10 years. You might be dangerous. I don't think women's brains go there. Okay. Unfortunately, we will, because we're going to get into why, and it's not that it shouldn't have. I don't ever, I never want to say something that feels like I'm blaming yeah, yeah, somebody. Yeah, sure. But I'm just saying like the things that you're saying, if her brain worked that way in the, in this moment, Things would have played yeah, out. But they're two women. They both they have something in common. They're both pregnant. Right. Yeah, they were old friends. Yeah. There's a history there, you know. So, like I said, Wade asked um, Angelique to come on over to get her gift. And when Angelique arrived at uh, at Ashley Wade's apartment and entered inside, she was ambushed. Mm. Ashley Wade stabbed stabbed Angelique in her face mm. multiple times before slitting her throat to prevent her from screaming for help. Which is, by the way. Calculated a deep cut, calculated, yes, and uh, some diabolical shit where you go like malicious. I mean, very, like, so, very much so. Man, it's like I'm in an apartment. I'm in an apartment building. Let me let me stop her from being able to yeah. scream, so I can you know really do what I yeah. want to do. Which that's we'll like into, cutting somebody's obviously. Achilles. Where you like? Oh well, let's not get into it. that, man. Sore subject. Come yeah. on, man. You know what I've been yeah, doing. Yeah, but I'm just like, if you don't want somebody to run. You slice them bad boys, and it's like it is very predatory. Exactly. Yes. And for this to be a woman and twenty four years old, for her to have a predatory thought of "shut up, be quiet, let me Mm. stop you from being able to scream forever," is uh, yeah, it's really, really, really gruesome. So, like I said, she was ambushed. She was attacked, stabbed about the face multiple times before her her larynx was uh, and and her throat was slit and severed. Um, And although Angelique fought for her life. Being caught off guard and met with such severe injuries so quickly caused her to bleed out on the floor of her apartment. And this is where the trigger warning comes um, because what happened next is truly disturbing. Uh, Wade took a paring knife to Sutton's abdomen. Yeah, which is a very a uh, fairly small, fairly small knife, by the way. Yeah, like it, it was. It's a precision yeah, knife. Yeah. It's for like cutting meat delicately, yeah. um, like cutting the fat off of like a ribeye. Uh. She took the knife to her abdomen and cut out Sutton's uterus, taking a great deal of care to avoid the abdomen. This is a 24-year-old girl. This is not a surgeon. So it, it makes me think she maybe watched some C-section videos if those are available on YouTube. Yes. I don't this is this to 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 nail a C-section in an apartment willy-nilly, it feels impossible. It feels unlikely that she did not prepare herself to do this with some kind of research where to cut you know what i mean like you know yeah does that make sense i'm off base no but but this is what we just talked about was like because they said she cut under under her stuff like at the bottom like she, like she knew like where, where to supposed go to cut at right yes again how we were just talking about i just don't i haven't seen you as like again i if it, i'm not talking about this situation because it's because it's not the same but yeah for us, like we, I go like, bro, I don't. This is what you've been up to since we haven't talked. I, I, I don't know that, and it's like, nah, man. Yeah, I'm good, man. I don't yeah, know what, nah. yeah. You just, you just never know what that person. Bro, been up I to. met a dude. I don't want to get off, but I met you, and I told you this story. This dude we went to school with. I haven't seen this dude 
maybe since graduated middle school, I think. I think I haven't seen uh-huh. him. And I met this dude, and this dude was like, hey, man. Uh, I was at work, by the way. So I, uh-huh. I see you work at the post office. You know how bad I've been good, whatever. Hey, you think you can get some um, some money some money orders? I said. Can you commit a felony? Yeah, you get some money Because I got a great business I got a opportunity guy who for you. Can, and I go like, I go, oh, what? Oh, hit me. Oh, you got me on Facebook? All right, send me your number on Facebook, and I got you. Man. Yeah. Block. <laughs> Block it. Dikembe Mutombo. <laughs> Dwight Howard. I'm like, no, no, get out of here. What? Are you out of your mind? Hey, can you? Hey, man, I know you haven't seen me since we were 12 years old. Are you cool with jeopardizing your freedom and your family oh my goodness, man. to get me some money? And then maybe I'll give you a slice of that money? Because it wouldn't be a 50 50 situation. Well, it's illegal. You want me to throw away what? <laughs> you want to th- potentially throw away your whole life for me, a guy that you met when you were 12? It's crazy. And haven't seen since you were 12? Yeah, man, I'll get back to you. All right, man, cool. He was. He left that like, oh, it's about to be a comedy. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen him since. He's good. Fran's going to get back to me. <laughs> Fran's going to get back to me. We're going to business together. No, nah, people are bold. <laughs> so, yeah, you don't know what people. Also, what a. Oh, man, we got to get. We got to. We got to move. I think we got to move. I, like, because, like, what dirtbag shit to be like, I haven't seen this person since I was 12. How do I uh, reintroduce yeah. myself to this person? By letting them know that I'm a criminal. You know what I mean? Not like. Here's some pictures of my kids. How are your kids? Do you have kids? Like, hey, man, long time no see. You want to commit some crimes? This is wild, man. Yeah, we we should not. Nah, we no. Nah. <laughs> That's sad. I mean, and he wasn't like he wasn't. I mean, he wasn't like a good student. I mean, I went to school with him. Like, sure, he used to get in trouble in yeah. school. But he for, went on. The, he stayed on the path. He was yeah, on. but for him, but I haven't seen this dude in so long. Him for you to ask somebody to to commit Bold. a felony, That's and crazy. I haven't seen you in like ten plus. It's like That's wild to me. It's wild. And it's like, what you expect? And you got the work uniform. Where it's work. like, you're clearly like a working man. You're doing. You're on the straight and narrow. He's like, you want to throw all that away? Fortune, fortune favors the bold. Just not that. Not that day. No. He's like, he can probably get me at least like fifty money orders. You know, I could turn. I could turn that's that not, to like little fifty thousand. I'm like, <laughs> I didn't leave happening. that conversation. Going like, hmm. No. <laughs> what if I potentially go to prison? Never see my family again. For maybe. Johnny Appleseed, yeah. <laughs> for maybe from gym for maybe, class, for maybe twenty grand or something like that. Like, yeah, like, no, man. I didn't leave that. I kind of like conversation, like, you know, I have been thinking about diversifying my portfolio, <laughs> maybe with fraud. You know, maybe I'll do. I was gonna get some stocks and bonds. Yeah. Maybe I'll just get fraud. I'll do some fraud, some lightweight fraud. That's crazy, man. No, nah, man, it's bold. So you're right. Listen, ten years is a long time. Five years is a long time. Like people can be somebody you know. At 27, and you see them at 30, and they're a completely different completely person. Different People person. change, you know? And then it's the, that's the thing about time, man. Time is relative. Like, three years to me could have flown by, but three years to somebody else could have been the longest. Yeah. Three. Homeless, like, mental break. Like, it could have been the longest three years for somebody else. And for me, it's like, man, last time I saw you was at uh, Red Robin. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, the day I left there, got addicted to heroin. Then I moved to Mexico. Let me get into that. You're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I just been working. Yours is like, they tell you a whole thing. You're like, I just kind of been working. That's and it, man. this was three years. I like, run into people all the time where it's like, I go, hey, man, what's going on? And it's like, they, you can tell they. Life. The li- <laughs> life just hit them. Yeah. And I'm like working. I'm leaving out with like some Roy Farms, you know, it's like some chicken tenders or something. <laughs> and they're like, how you been? Well, like, you know, stay up. Well, stay up. I've been, you know? I mean, I've, been, I've been good just working, you know, working. I got family and everything. And they're like, yeah, man, you know, I just like, yeah, that's good, man. I'm, I'm real happy for you having family and stability yeah. and everything. Let me like get that. your number and I go. Uh, let me get your Instagram. 
Let me give you my Instagram. Put your number in my phone. Because <laughs> I'm not. Give me yours. I'm not yeah, saving. Me. I'm walking out of here. It was nice knowing Ooh, you. Do do you better leave, leave it. <laughs> leave it right on the call screen. Right in that little. Right in that square. And then you go. Let me lock this. Close this up and go about my life. Swipe it up and that's, that clap app closes out and then I move on. I go Save on your number. My, I go about my business. You don't have nothing. To offer me, to offer me at all, like I mean, I, like, I'm, I've met, I didn't run into you at a bit at a, a real estate meeting. No. Uh, I, you were just standing outside this Royal Farms, right? And I happened to go, Kevin from middle yeah. school, and yeah. like that's how I, that's how we ran into each other. We weren't both doing some fly shit. Yeah. Like you were just like, you might have even been like, excuse me, sir, can I? And I'm not, listen, I'm not disrespecting the homeless, but I'm yeah. just saying you might have been like, excuse me, sir, can I borrow a Alvin? If I meet you like that and we went to middle school or high school together, I'm never saving your number in my phone. I'm no. sorry. I'm sorry. Like, yeah, yeah. if we weren't, like, best friends and I want to try to turn your life around and get you on the straight and narrow, even then, that's a, that's a, that's a taking on a, a like, a real mission. I mean, and I don't know if I'm a, ready for that. A network. This wasn't a networking event. It was just No, like, like come on, I man. I ran into you because I, <laughs> at a Royal Farms and it was just like, hey, man, what's up? How you You want to commit a crime? <laughs> that's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> never saving, never saving that number in my life. Like yeah. it's just never happening. But anyway, back to the story. So, uh, like I said, um, um, she removed the uh, uterus from the body and then removed the baby from the uterus, the uterine, uterus sack, and then tossed the leftover viscera onto the floor in the bathroom apartment. It was an absolute like horror show in there. Um, she then made a bottle of formula for the newborn because she had all kind of baby stuff there. Uh, wrapped her up. And then called her boyfriend and told him that she had just given birth, but that she had also done something terrible. Like she do it with she got jeans on. She's fully clothed with jeans on. Like, yeah, I just had a baby. I just had a baby. What? <laughs> Where? Yeah. Why don't you have a hospital gown on? Like, oh, I did a home birth by myself. Like, yeah. That's not a thing. That's not a thing at all. Um. So whether or not Ashley Wade was ever pregnant is not known. Or whether her entire reason for reaching out to Angelique in the first place was part of some grand scheme from the very beginning. Neither of these things can be confirmed. She has not come right out and said, said that. But what is known is that Ashley's apartment was filled with, bar- with baby paraphernalia. She was not pregnant at the time of the attack, nor was she pregnant when she reached out to Angelique. Which means that all of, if not a lot of her posts on social media, her announcements to her family and friends were fake at some point the reason i say that is it, it i guess it's possible that maybe she was pregnant at some point in the last year before reaching out mm-hmm. and maybe lost the child that is possible yeah. but at no point in re- reconnecting with angelique was ashley wade pregnant now let me ask you a question how many people you think she reached out to before she got a she got oh angry? i never even thought of that well what are the odds how many people do you know that are that are pregnant and then you see on social media like because you, what you're positing is she wanted a baby how many people did she go like, hey, friend, long time no see. I see you're pregnant. Me too. We should reconnect. And then like Angelique is the only person that reached back out. Yeah. So I don't know. I would say it's I don't know how likely it is that she had a circle of friends that were all, like she had many options. I think she saw somebody that she went. We used to be friends, close enough friends that I can reach out to her, close enough friends that I can tell her these lies. I think it was an easy opportunity me. for her. That's what I mean. Yeah. I don't know if she had another opportunity like there was it was between her, Angelique, and somebody else. Yeah. I think Angelique was it was a it was a crime of opportunity. Mm-hmm. She and also this woman clearly had a mental break of some kind, which we'll get into. But combine the mental break with I need a baby, and then boom, Angelique posts a picture of her holding her stomach and celebrating, you know, with her boyfriend that she's pregnant with, and she, and then she's I think 
we'll, we'll never know for sure, but I think she started to formulate a plan from that point. Like when she saw that this person that she used to know, used to be friends with, was pregnant, mm-hmm. I think the wheel started to turn at that point. Like, let me get in here. Maybe I'm going to steal the baby. Maybe I'll let her have the baby and then steal it from the hospital. Maybe I'll become such good friends with her that she'll, like, let me in the delivery room, and then I'll steal the baby in the dead of night. I think at the very least, her plan was that. Yes. Like, no matter what level of violence was to happen, I think that when Ashley Wade reached out to Angelique, the plan was, I'm going to take her baby. Mm -hmm. That's what I believe. I I I don't think there was an alternate plan. I think that was the plan. It was what she did was the what plan. What she did was the plan from okay. from the jump. Even if it was the whole re, the whole rekindling of the, the the friendship was was yeah. the, that was it was all the plan. But I'm saying, but do you think cut baby out was always the yes. plan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that goes to what I yeah. said about her familiarity that, with knowing where to do where to cut in, yeah, and what to do. Because yeah. I don't think um, any other plan would have worked. Her trying to get into the... Deli- I don't think that, that wouldn't have worked. She wouldn't have been able to become that good of friends with her in this short amount of time. Yeah, what year was this? This was 2015. 2015. That wasn't that long ago. They use trackers on babies now. Like, that's... Oh, okay. Yeah, I like didn't know when, that. When Sophie and Max was born, they you, they put little trackers on their feet. So oh, like, okay. They, that baby leaves So they would have been the distance. founder immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alerted. Everybody's alerted. Yes. The whole hospital shuts down. Okay. Yeah. I did not know that. Wow. Okay. So, um, so like I said, uh, those are the things that are known is that she was not pregnant. She had a bunch of baby clothes and formula and all this stuff in the apartment when Angelique got there. So when she commits this murder, cuts this woman's baby out of her, she has blankets and formula and toys and clothes. She has all the things there. Yeah. And then what starts to come out is, you know, like I said, that she was never pregnant. So now it's like, well, why did you have those clothes? And then you start to, you really start to put the picture together. Like, so why'd you have these clothes? Were you just buying these clothes to trick your boyfriend and your family to think that uh, you are pregnant or were you preparing for something? Mm. And I think she was preparing for something. Yep. You know, I, I, I think a defense attorney could, not that they did it in this case, we'll get to the trial obviously, but like, I I think a defense attorney could have gone, this woman had a break, she was buying clothes and stuff just to kind of like keep the lie going. Only, but I think the, I think a case could be made. Right. Only and also the you only can take that lie. But so at some point a baby has to pop up. If you're gonna exactly. take if you're gonna ride this lie for eight nine months, yes, a baby has to show up. A baby up has to show up. There's a time. There's a time limit on this lie. Yes. And at some point a baby's got to be here, and that's where Angelique came into play, obviously. Yeah. So I think again, like you said, I think Ashley Wade knew like I'm buying the stuff. I'm um I think she was like a thicker girl, so I think she could kind of right. angle herself to that. take pictures and go, oh, yeah, I'm yeah. developing and everything. She could do everything but have a baby. And so she had to solve that problem in her mathematic equation at some point. Yeah. Um, so um, authorities arrived, like, pretty much immediately. It, you know, despite everything that she did, she killed somebody in an apartment building. A noise was made. So the authorities were contacted. They arrived at the gruesome scene. One of the, one of the uh, detectives that arrived on the scene said what he saw in that apartment like shook him to his soul for the rest of his life. Yeah. Um, while she was in custody, she revealed to detectives that she wanted to rescue the baby because she had lost her own. Okay. And then later on in a written confession, she stated that I sat there thinking about my child that died and thought that I couldn't have, I couldn't have any more children die, so I rescued the baby which is just purely delusional, yeah. you know, like to think that you, what you did was rescue a child by killing the child's mom and ripping her literally from her womb. It, these are the ramblings of a mad person. Yes. Like these are the, ra- these, these are insane 
just this incoherent thoughts is chaos is nonsense. This person's this person's crazy. So uh, she also said that I sat there thinking about my child that died and I thought that I couldn't have any more children uh, die. So I had to rescue them. And then she went on to say, holding her felt right. And I believed that the little girl was mine. Fresh out, like fresh out, wrapped in a blanket. There's a woman dead on your floor, yeah. blood everywhere. And you went, I, it felt like to me, I had just had my child. And this was my child. And she called her boyfriend and said, I just had the child. I just had the baby, but I also did something bad. Terrible, she said. I also did something terrible. The baby girl survived the ordeal and was named Genesis. Months later, the baby would be present for the trial of her mother's killer. Mm. The prosecution would assert that Ashley Wade formulated this plan to kill her friend but keep the unborn child alive before ever even reaching out to her. She was facing first-degree murder charges. The prosecution proclaimed to the jury the defendant needed Miss Sutton to die, and she needed for Genesis to live. She had baby clothes, baby shoes, diapers, formula, a crib, everything that an expectant mother would need except a baby. She didn't have a baby, and for that, she needed Angelique Sutton. And that's like a very damning opening statement. Yeah. For, for what the crime is, for the prosecution to lay it out that simple. I mean, that's like lays this case out perfectly. If you're asserting that she needed a baby, killed this woman for a baby, they did that in, in four sentences. Yeah. Also, I got to mention like, you know, you have to go to school to be, you know, to, to deliver babies. Like she, like she did this obviously wrong because like, you know, uh, she killed she the, cut young, the she cut she, she separated mm-hmm. she killed the yeah. young lady but but for her to like do that and the baby's still alive so I was like she, you either was she, practicing it, it, it was accurate it was accurate yes. it was accurate like, that's crazy that's the th- she did not kill the child like that's my thing is this we don't have any I I wasn't I didn't see anything about her going to medical school yeah. or uh, she was a veterinarian so I just I mean I understand that we're just meat we're just bags of meat right like there's if you're pregnant there's a baby under your stomach, in your stomach, whatever, I might be making it more complicated than it is. Mm. But it's not, right? Like, people go to school to learn how to do C-sections. Yeah. The, to, the fact that she did it tells me she might have, even if she looked up a YouTube uh, video, a YouTube uh, a, 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 um, a diagram on Google of, like, how C-sections work, it, 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 it's screaming to me that she did something. She did some kind of research. I just can't, I don't, I have a hard time believing she grabbed a knife. She didn't use a box cutter. Like she used a paring knife. Like everything that she did felt like, it felt intentional, you know? So it, I don't know. Like it, I, I agree with you. It feels, the, the fact that she did it. Yeah. And that Genesis survived. It's a testament to how much strategy was involved in this. For sure. You know, so yeah, absolutely insane. So the defense asserted that Ashley did not intentionally kill Angelique, stating that something could have gone horribly and terribly and tragically wrong within Miss Wade's own mind, which is not a good defense at all. To just say possibly she had some kind of nervous, but you got to be able, is there, are there experts present? Like, what are we doing? Because yeah. just Was saying. Test evolved? Like, what? Yeah, like you're just saying, I think, I think it's possible that she might have just kind of lost sense touch with reality. It's like, well, she still did something really fucking horrible. I mean, I need you to bring a little bit more than that. Right. So the trial lasted nearly two weeks, and it largely came down to whether the jury believed that Wade killed Sutton intentionally in order to keep to kidnap and keep her baby, 
or whether she snapped and cut out her baby as an afterthought. And I would ask you, friend, those are the two options. Those are the two scenarios. What it, What is more likely to you? She intentionally killed Miss Sutton. Yeah. And cut out the the idea of her snapping and killing her and then yeah. being like, oh, my God, the baby. Yeah. Let me get the baby out. Yeah. You no, could do both. that feels. You could yes. Do, you could do both. And that's what she did. Yeah. Yes. I find it hard to believe that they got into some kind of argument. She killed her. And then in a split, split second went, oh, yeah, she's pregnant. I, I, I didn't want to kill the baby. Let me save the baby. No. Because, again, baby clothes. The lies. Yeah. You got you to gotta add all the context. You can't just go. It's possible they got into an argument. They got into a scuffle. She killed her by accident and then went, oh, my God, I didn't want to kill the baby, too. Let me save the baby. You got to go, well, why did she have formula ready to be able to make the baby a bottle and baby clothes and blankets? And why did she lie and say she was pregnant? You got to add all that context. And then that second possibility that the defense is trying to say was a, a situation that could have happened mm-hmm. goes right out the window. Yeah, a, a fight that killed her. But then she no. in the moment, like right after she's like, she died. That's so I can't believe I did that. Oh, my God. The, let me get the baby. That one goes right out the window. Yeah. And it goes right. And all fingers point to this was all intentional yep. and premeditated. So in November of 2017, state Supreme Court Justice Margaret Clancy imposed a sentence of 25 years to life for the murder, plus an additional 15 years in prison for kidnapping. Mm. The kidnapping sentence uh, was to be served consecutively for the uh, consecutively to the murder sentence. So 40 years in total. That's uh, Ash- well, it's 40 to life. So I think oh, you know, 40 to- oh, she, okay. has to, she 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 has to serve 25 years. Before she's eligible. For oh, got you. Oh, I'm about to say. All right. But she now she has to serve 40 years before she's eligible for parole because of the 15 years for kidnapping. Got you. Okay. So yeah, say. yeah. So she's eligible. So they left parole on the table basically, but she had to serve 25 years. But I think she has to serve 40 now because of the kidnapping charges as well. Good. Before she's even eligible, and then you bring this before a uh, like a um, a parole board. That she cut a baby out of somebody. They're not letting the lady out of jail. Because she's going to be alive. I mean, she's 25 years old. Like, she's going to be alive in 40 years. That's so crazy to be. Man. 65 years old. That's a long (laughs) fucking time. And to get it so young, where you're like, you're going to serve that 40. Yeah. You're going to serve a lot of this. And then you're going to go before a parole board hearing. Old. No family and alone. Yeah. And then they're going to bring back up to you what you did and then send you back to your cell because there's no way a parole board's letting this lady out of prison. There's just no way. So you're going to get your hopes up after 40 years. Man. Go sit down and go, I've changed. I got my degree, Mm. you know, and I was a different person back then. They're going to go, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you also, you cut a baby out of a woman and she died. So we're going to deny that. So that's her life. That's that's her life uh, for the next 40 years. Uh, Ashley Wade wept in court as the judge gave her a sentence. When given an opportunity to address the court, she said, I'm so, so sorry. No words can say how sorry I am. I'm sorry for hurting so many people. I wish I knew why. Now, friend, my question to you is, mm-hmm. that, that's, that is that is the story of, of, uh, of Angelique Sutton and Ashley Wade and the story of how Genesis was born. Yeah. Absolute tragic. Like I said, the New York Post was calling her the womb raider. They were having, you know, being a little cheeky with that one. But absolutely, I mean, like you you pretended to get back uh, into good graces with an old friend mm-hmm. with the purpose of stealing her child and killing her in the process. To you, does any of this, does her mental state matter to you at all? Or is this so gruesome that it's like, who gives a shit if, she's, if she wasn't in the right? It's terrible. No, this is terrible. This yeah. is terrible. It was all, but the, it, it, with, 
what makes it worse it was all calculated we don't know how long yeah. we don't know how long that she was cooking up this plan because you had you just can't I find it hard to just look at a YouTube video and going like oh now I know how to do a season oh I got like, it I, I get just it. I feel like that she's you know I don't know practice somehow I don't know I don't know it's just I feel like this plan took a while took a, I think it took the length of her pregnancy yeah and it was like because she got, had she had to create a narrative exactly. she had and to like it, post exactly man she had to get a story out there so she could go I'm pregnant too go look back six months you can see me posting all kind of stuff to verify like if you like you said if she if Angelique was skeptical she could go on her Facebook and go back two weeks six weeks five weeks and see uh Ash, Ashley Wade also posting pregnancy pregnancy content yeah so she had to set she had to create the world so yeah you're right I mean who knows how long this was a plan yeah man or, or, and this, this, so this is another question about if this changes things for you. What if, like you said, what if she was, what if Ashley Wade was already in the midst of a terrible plan of lying and then she felt like that lie was coming to an end? Her boyfriend is expecting a child, her family's expecting a child, and then bam, she, she, she stumbles upon an old friend and sees that she's pregnant. So, like, is it better to you that, let's say she was lying for not, she was lying for seven months? But she wasn't lying with the intention of doing anything to Ashley for seven months. But then on that last like two months, she saw the out of like, oh my god, let me. She still does something terrible, but she wasn't plotting on this girl for. Does it make it? Does it make it better for you? She wasn't plotting on this girl for nine months. Nah, man. I don't think she was doing that. I think that's what I think. Yeah, I, think I think she was just was, lying in general. Yeah, I, think I think she was, she was lying just lying. And then when it came to where well, I need to figure this thing out. She came across. She stumbled she, upon a a, a a happy opportunity yeah, for her. She she came across Miss um, Sutton, and then, but also I'm just. I I would love to know how the interaction with Miss Sutton, and and Wade when she first got there. Oh, I don't think there was. Much. I think I think you she think probably off the rip at it the was at just, the. Cause I think I think she I think she ambushed her. I, I think she ambushed her immediately. You think so? I don't, yeah, I do think that, but I think. I'm sure Miss Wade, not Miss Wade, Miss Sutton walked in when she first met up with her. She, I, I know for, she knew something was off when she met with her. Where it was just like, oh, I'm sure she wasn't not, hiding not, any kind of. Not, her, I know her, she probably didn't say it, but in her age, she probably was like, this girl's not, she's not pregnant. pregnant. Yeah. Also, it's like, but well, throw you I, I can just, I'm going, also, it's like, again, we don't know because, right. unfortunately, Angelique Sutton yeah. is not here anymore. But if I'm going to my wedding, it's like, Oh, I'm just gonna pull up to the um to the building and just you can just run down and come bring it to yeah. me. So any kind and it's so for her to and this is New York. I think it was the Bronx. Mm. So I don't know the pro, the parking situation in the Bronx, but like New York is notoriously, you're not just parking in front of the building all the time. Right. Like sometimes it's busy. So the idea that she was met with no 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 I need you to come up to the apartment's like yeah but girl you know. <laughs> It's my wedding day. Yeah. No, but I just need to talk to like I'm sure she had to do a lot of gymnastics to get her up there so on her wedding day, as as opposed to like I'm just gonna pop. I'm gonna I'm gonna roll. I'm gonna come down the block. You just meet me downstairs in front of your building, and just you can throw it in the car, girl, because I got to get to my wedding. No, no, no. It's too big. I need to something got her up there. Yeah. So I think in those come whether it's a walk up going and they had to take the elevator. I think in those moments, I'm sure something felt off, but I think. Once she or she didn't come down to meet her and just told her, I, "Oh, I'm I got my hands full up here. I'm too pre I'm girl. I'm too pregnant to walk down these steps. So walk up. You walk up. Yeah. I don't know. Something got her to to come to the apartment building. 
And I take back what I even just said now because I, I think she really, I think Angelique Sutton came to the door. I don't even think she came down and got her, then walked her. Because why would you come down and get her? You could have just give me, just come and give me the present. Here, yeah, yeah. So I think she just told her like, "I'm in three B, come on up." Knock on the door. I think she opened the door, probably behind the door. And then when she walks in, I think she was ambushed. I don't think there was any kind of talking or trickery to be. I don't think there was any of that. I think she was complete caught completely off guard, yeah. which is really sad. Yeah. Because the quickness in which she was able to d- deliver death blows, like she started stabbing her in her face and then cut it, slit her throat. Like it was in an instant, you know? So I, I don't think she had any time to even process what happened. There was no um, shadiness, no th- suspicion. I don't think any of that happened. It was, and it's so, it's just so callous and horrible and evil. And it, it's, I'm, you know, it, it left me speechless when I, when I read the story. I mean, yeah, it's really man. And, and, and doing these and, these stories, and I wanted to bring up two other stories that I found that was similar to this, because I know I think one of us we've done the story like this before on the show, yeah. And a lot of these stories have they they are scripted the same exact way, yeah. Right, it's always the same things that's common. Told somebody I had a baby coming. Exactly. Common in the in the, you know all these stories. So this one mm-hmm. story I came across was um, a former Oregon nurse's aide, uh, Danelle Lane, who was thirty five, attacked attacked uh, Michelle Wilkins, who was seven mm-hmm. months pregnant and had responded to Mrs. Lane's online ad for um, maternity baby clothes. So a lot yes. of these stories is always like, you know. A, a trick. A, tr- a trick, you know, that's how you lure the men to get them to, you know, wherever you are. So you're like, this yeah. is Miss Wade. She re- kind of re- wanted to rekindle uh, friendship because it was something that Miss Sutton had that she that she wanted, right? Yes. And mm-hmm. in this case... Um, Miss Lane uh, lured in Miss Wilkins to the house and, hey, I have some baby clothes online. Um, Pretending to be a, a benefit to this person. Right. Luring them, and especially in a vulnerable time. I don't know if this woman was a single mom, pregnant by her, And it's like, hey, I have something that you need, I, and you can have it for free. Yep. An olive branch. And she ended up attacking Miss Wilkins, but Miss Wilkins was survived, survived this attack. Um, mm-hmm. And... Um, and this was this was uh the attack was on March 18th of 2015. The baby mm. didn't survive. Um uh, but uh. when Miss Wilkins came into Mrs. Lane's house in Longmount about 40 miles north of Denver, Lane beat and stabbed her, cutting her, cutting into her uterus and removing the fetus. Mm. So authorities said that Lane had been carrying out a a plan um that she was pregnant. So she was also lying and said she was pregnant. And her partner right. testified that he came home early to take Ms. Lane to her doctor's appointment and found her covered in blood mm. and saying that she had a miscarriage. Oh. Not knowing Wilkins was bleeding in the basement. And the partner said that he took Lane and the baby to the hospital. So, I mean, this, he, this guy walked in and was like, what the fuck is, what the f- what is yeah. going on here? And Ms. Wilkins is in the basement, like, dying. dying. So Ms. Yeah. Wilkins, um, who was 26 at the time, managed to lock herself in a room and called 911. She did what she could to stem the bleeding, and she was treated at Longmount uh, United Hospital. And doctors who treated Wilkins at the hospital said that the incision appeared to have been well-performed by someone who researched C-sections. And that's like, mm. that's, I mean. There's research, that's, so there's research to be done. Yes. There's research. I mean, you can find out anything on YouTube, on, on Google these days. So, but so that's, yeah, I think that's the same thing as in the Ashley Wade case, for sure. Right. And again, this lady was a nurse's aide that was that. Oh, that's this. different then. 
yeah, she has prior experience. Exactly. Um, yeah, that's scary. Yep. So again, she was a certified nurse's aide. She was found guilty in February of, of attempted first degree murder, two counts of first degree assault, and two counts of second degree assault and unlawful termination of a pregnancy, and was sentenced mm. to a hundred years in prison. Mm. Yep. And Lane said that um, she had not recovered. Well, her mom in court said that she had not recovered because um, her son died from an accidental drowning. So oh. she lost a child. Is having another child, and then you killed that child. Yeah. Um, wow. No, I mean, like, the Miss Lane, who that was the one that, that, that tried to take the baby. She lost her child. Oh, so, so she she had a she had a break. She had a break. She, break. And she, she had wanted a, another, and it was just like, you know, at, yeah. at, and and though it's it's crazy how all the stories like something happened in the past. Yeah, that kind of gets them to do actions like this. It's like separates you yeah, from reality. It's like yeah, and um, there was another incident in two thousand nine. Uh, a lady, Karina Roberts, went to a neighbor's um, yard sale, and was like. Pulling out baby stuff, like she put out a blue stroller decorated with uh-huh. teddy bears, and a neighbor, Miss Wendy, asked, "You know why you need this, this stroller, right?" Because right. she was like, "Her kids are are grown; they don't need to be pushed around." So, so you know, it was for her. It was odd. It was just like one of those things where you go, "Like, why are you getting that?" Hmm. Yeah, you, yeah. <laughs> but she asked, and she's like, "Why you why you need that or whatever?" Yeah. And she was, and she saying that, um, she told her that she was pregnant. She was like, "I'm pregnant." So police now say that Robert's pregnancy was um, a false story. Mm. And the 27-year-old was charged with killing a pregnant friend, Heather Snively, and said that she cut open the 21-year-old abdomen to take she, the 21-year-old's abdomen to take her baby out and passed it off as hers. Mm. Snively ended up, uh, she passed away. Her body was found in a crawl space in Robert's suburban um, Hillsborough home. And the, oh, infant, wow. the infant died as well. And uh, oh, she was convicted, wow. and she served life in prison without parole. And for me, um, I did a story uh, probably about a year or two ago on a woman named Tika Adams. Mm-hmm. I got the story from and I survived. Yeah. So she she survived. I believe the baby survived, too. I, I could be wrong. I, I don't remember. Yeah. It's been a while. But um, the woman that uh, attacked her came as, under the guise of being uh, like a, a – like a, working for um like child protective services yeah. or something like that and was but like was being a friend like um let me I'm I'm taking a special uh liking to you and I want to make sure you get everything that you need clothes and strollers and all, and that's how she got her to get her to her house yeah. and she uh tried to kill her and cut her baby out of her so again it um I believe the woman also had told her husband that she was having a baby or something like that. Like it is, it is often um, a similar script because I think that's such a devastating moment for a woman to whether be with child and lose the child, have a child like you, in this case you were talking about your your child drowns and you just, I, I can't imagine the, the, the feeling of losing a child. You know, I'm, that's there, there can't be a worse feeling. And sometimes you, you, you break and you can't come back and you end up doing terrible things. And so there's cases of this yeah, out man. there, and 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 this Ashley Wade one was no different. It was absolutely like unbelievable what the human mind can can create. You know, it, it really is like I'm so fascinated by psychology in that way. Like this set of circumstances can happen, and it could turn you into the worst person 
in the world. I don't think there's anybody who knew Ashley Wade when she was 15 years old mm-hmm. that could go, I think she's a, a dark person capable of horrible things. She's evil. I don't think you would say anything. And then to find out somebody cut a baby out of a person, that's like Texas Chainsaw. It's like the darkest thing I've ever heard. And five years prior, this might have been some girl who just was like 20 years old, yeah. 19 years old, and just no no thoughts of anything like yeah. this. And something happened, and she's just broke from reality and was capable of doing absolutely disgusting yeah. things. Also, at the end of everything, you do all that. You do a gruesome thing like that, and then at the end, you go like, this is my baby. Is That's nuts, man. It's absolutely that's crazy. That's nuts. I feel like uh, I've talked about this. I, you know, shout out to Esther from Once Upon a Crime. I went on her podcast, Let's Talk About Crime, and we talked about Kamaya Mobley. She was on um, Ayanla Fix My Life. Loved that show. Uh, her mother, This, uh, I think she was born at a time before the time you described where they have trackers. Mm-hmm. And this woman just drove to a, a, hosp- a, a hospital. Like uh, She lived in like North Carolina, some city in North Carolina. She drove outside of that city to like a, a hospital outside of the city that she mm-hmm. lived in. Pulled over to a hospital, walked into the NICU, and just snatched the baby, and ra- and just took one, and yeah, raised this girl till she was head. like fourteen, till she was like fourteen years old, and then she found out that she was like a missing person from like the news or something, or her mom told her after she had to keep moving because she had to, she got a birth certificate, every she had a whole new life, they were just living their life, and it turns out she snatched this baby from a from a baby uh, from a hospital, and that girl was psychologically damaged, still calling that lady mom yeah. after she got arrested and everything and like was not able to have a relationship with her real mother because the mom kept being like, that fucking bitch stole you. She's like, don't talk about my mom like that. Yeah. Like she really had this. Yeah. It's like, I didn't give you she away. She was fucked up. She was fucked, she was fucked yeah. up. Yeah, she was, she was fucked up. Like it fucked her up. She could not, because this woman was nice to her, raised her, treated yeah. her like her daughter for 14 years and then you're going, you're telling me my mom's a thief and a terrible person. Like, no, she's not. She's my mom. And that's hard to like put back into right. place because she wasn't a thief and all this to me. She was my mom. So this, I mean, the psychology of all of this is so, it's insane, you know? So what she expected when she, when she took that baby to think that it was even possible to go, I'm just going to pass her off as mine. Yeah. You know, this body, I'll get rid of it. Nobody will ever look for this girl again, even though I killed I her on her wedding day. I like, that. I think of course she yeah. didn't. That's that's what I mean. Like <laughs> yeah. whatever she, she only was like, you're my baby and we're going to go to the park yeah. and I'm going to raise you. And there was no thoughts of like the real reality of what's happening around right. the blood all over the walls. It just was like, oh, my God, a baby's here. And you're in the midst of a crime scene of the epic proportion, the most horrible things. None of it was even a factor. And that's the scariness to me that, you know, she was able to keep her like fantasy alive until the police showed up. So, yeah, I mean, rest in peace to Angelique Sutton. Absolutely tragic. Prayers to uh, Genesis. I hope she, you know, gets the therapy or anything that she needs. This young little baby girl, whatever she needs, I hope she gets it. And I hope the family's able to recover from this absolutely crazy story. Fran, uh, what are you thankful for this week, man? Uh, This week, um, um, I'm thankful for, I got a new car. Thankful for that. Yeah. Let me clap you up one time. Um, would you like to uh, share with the people, you know, the uh, the unfortunate? Did your car have a name? My, Charge? Char- no, did I, it have I, a name? I didn't, I didn't, no, oh, okay. I didn't okay. So, uh, and this is, I guess this can lead to another conversation. Why not? We got time. Um, so, I think this is the night after 
the day you came over, it was like a Saturday, Friday night. Sure. So you yeah. came over to, you know, because they set up the, the whole home setup for the recording. Mm-hmm. And then that night, I went to bed maybe like 10, 11. And um, I heard this this bang that, that woke me and stuff out about sleep, right? Of deep sleep. Deep sleep. And this is funny because, like, um, I do this thing where if I react to something, I don't do any, I don't talk. Stuff that says, like, you don't, you, it scares me because you don't talk. You lo- locked in. I'm, I thought somebody was breaking in my house. So we don't got time. We it's don't, just quiet. there's no, yeah. it's like, man, I don't know what's going, and I'm out, and I'm just, wait, I'm from a deep sleep, I'm waking up, I'm like, whatever's going on, I got Confused. <laughs> I gotta handle it, and and she's like, "Well, you 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 don't you scare me because you don't." Talk. It's like I don't got time. My brain is doing what's there to say. <laughs> I was like, I don't have time. We don't have time to talk right now. So the first thing I do, I don't I don't own a gun. So I'm grabbing my my two special knives that I have, mm-hmm. like by the bed, like full mm-hmm. on, yeah. like Wolverine. I'm style. ready. I don't know what's going on. I'm ready. Now we have an alarm system, but and we have a dog as well. Um, mm-hmm. The alarm didn't go off, and the dog didn't bark. So I went, okay, okay. So I go downstairs in the basement, nothing. I'm like, all right, well. So then I, I look outside. I do like I definitely, I definitely I heard, heard something. something. Like you, like it's no question, right? This was a this was a noise that like it's no way that it was a dream. Bro. And it was you like, know you heard something. popped up and the thing, and I hopped up and Steph go grab the kids and like it was just like a whatever's going on, we it's prepared. So I'm like, okay. Yeah, you know you both didn't yeah. have some crazy I'm dream. Like, okay. So I'm looking out, I'm peeking out the window. I'm like, I see something. And then I saw like a light, like somebody holding that camera. A light from an iPhone coming down the street. So I go, uh-huh. all right. So I run to the front. And I looked out the back, so I run to the front. And I see people standing in the street. I'm like, so I'm going outside. Steph like, she's like, no, don't go outside. I'm like, fuck that. I'm like, I'm full like, I'm like locked in, right? So I'm like. Your adrenaline's still oh, going. You're, you're awake. It's, it's not going back to no, sleep. No, it's pumping. There's no going. I'm going out. I got the knives. I'm in my, I got knives in my hand. Bro. I'm like, I don't know what's going on, but I'm going outside. I'm ready. I'm ready. I go outside. And I and it's we park on the street and it's like five cars. It's my car, a neighbor's car, two other neighbors' cars, Steph's car, and another van. I get out there and they go, Yeah, somebody hit your car. I said, I go out there, a truck, like a big pickup, hit mm. five cars. I said Just swipe swiped them yeah. all. My car on mm. my car on the curb. I said, You I said you gotta be kidding me. I was like, my car, I, from the job, I said, my car, it's, it's done. My car, my car is done. A guy, the guy next to me, just got that car. I talked to another, mm. I talked to, I talked to another day. He said, yeah. He's like, uh, he's like, if I ever see, if I ever find that car. <laughs> I talked to him the other day. He's like, yeah, I owe money. They only get. When they, they totaled him yeah. out? He's out. I, they totaled him out less than what he, oh. He said, I owe money. I said, oh. I said, damn. No, that's. Ooh. So we go out. There, I go out. There. That'll make you. That'll make yeah. you think criminal thoughts. What? So it was a, luckily some neighbors up the street that live in the single family homes came down. Um, one of the black guys, because the truck that hit us lost a wheel, so the truck got away with three wheels. So he goes around the corner to see if he can like find like if somebody stopped. Yeah. An oil track something. or something. Something. So um, we had to wait for the police come, do a report, and the tow truck come. So I got news that my car was done. The car was almost paid off. That was my baby too. Almost paid off. So mm. uh they ended up I had to I got cashed out from that and I had to go get a new car. But yeah, man, it's just so I went like two, three weeks without a car, which was rough. Yeah. But yeah, man. Hit every 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 ending has a new hit, beginning. Hit and run, total total my car. Yep. Got away with the three wheels. That person was perseverance. Yeah, man. so you know, it was like twelve in the morning, so it was like that person was drunk. 
faded. Faded. And yeah. I bet you they woke up after they hit all them cars. Hell yeah. <laughs> Whatever they, however they maneuvered that three-wheel car, they were wide-eyed. So They didn't doze off again for the rest of that drive. Yeah. So, again, I believe in karma. And you do some, for you sure. do some shit like that, man. Where it comes back to you. A couple of the other guys up the street, like, people got families where it's like they have a one-car household. Like, you throwing a wrench in the end. It's like... Everyday people's yeah, lives. Yeah, man. It's like some people can't That go to guy work. specifically, though, just got a car. They total you out, and it's for less than what you owe in the car. So you can't even get a new car. You still owe... Yeah. You're going to still have to pay on a car don't, that it doesn't have, exist anymore. I see. I, and nobody park on that damn that's, that street is empty. Nobody park over it's there. Done. No, it's done. Nobody park over there. That's man. done. No, yeah, it's man. done. So yep, that's the story. I had to go get a new car. Yep. Yeah. Well, I'm. Yeah. Well, good, man. From what you described to me, I think you got you a good yeah. one. It's, it's, how's it running? It's, it's good. It's, like it's smooth it's ride. A smooth ride. It's a little smaller than my old car, but it's like I like it. Um, right. Now I I I like the car because like you know um, I'm trying to build back on my credit, so it's like once For sure. I, I leased it. So after that, I'll I'll go and. Once I build my credit up, I can go get something I really step up. Yeah, yeah, really yeah, like. So it's yeah. like it's all yeah, yeah. it's all steps to it. But I do like it's it. the process. Yeah, yeah for it's sure. the process. Not for sure, man. Me personally, uh, this week I'm thankful for pools, man. Like you know, um, being able to go submerge submerge myself in some water, get that aquatic <laughs> experience, but not going to the ocean yeah. and deal with the elements of that. Um, you know, and 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 I'm also thankful mostly for my lack of a thrill seeking gene. Same, you know, man. I, I, I find fun and, you know, trying a new food, going to the movies <laughs> with with my best going to the movies with my best gal, uh, you know, um, uh, uh, cooking at home. And maybe the fire gets a little hot. Go grease pop on you. Ooh. Yeah. You know, I find thrills and stuff like that. I don't need to jump out of planes. No. I think there's a lot of people that like um, that, that feel this void and they try to fill it with like extreme sports and stuff. And I don't have that. And I'm really thankful. Because sometimes it goes very wrong, and you end up crushed beneath the ocean alone uh, in a in a soda can. So you know, I'm thankful. I'm yeah. thankful I don't have that need. Yeah. You know. So yeah, you know, yeah, it's a lot a lot to be thankful for. We're all alive. Sure. Our lungs are intact. Um, you know, our cars are intact. For, for a lot of us, thankfully, we didn't get in a situation like Fran. And so there's there's a lot to be thankful for, folks. And just keep that in mind as we continue to head into the summer and enjoy a nice, fun summer. But we also know that when it gets hot. People act a little crazy, so you know I, I, I encourage everybody. Oh, to you know be what safe. thing? You know, you know what I, I am excited about. You know, I hope what? we continue to do this podcast for a long time, but yes. I can't wait until I can go back and listen to to run it all to run it through it again. Because so much oh, shit from- has happened. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, this, uh, this podcast is a real time castle. I man. cannot we, wait to go back and go like, damn. We lived through that. Yeah, man. We, we, oh, we pot we potted we potted through we potted through that one. We potted through wait. this one. I really can't wait for that. No, we 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 potted through some <laughs> shit, man. I might go back to the to the early uh coronavirus oh. episodes, man. That was a lot of like I don't know, man. I think maybe like another two weeks of this whole the everything shut down and then everything's just gonna go back to normal. Eight months later. Wrong. Just super wrong. Then I think like the next week it was like, hey guys, so Fran's not here. Uh, <laughs> I'm sick. I was like, this is like the, I was, I was like, I think this is like a cold. Everything's fine. One week later it was like, hey guys, so um, Fran is, uh, I'm under quarantine. Hey, I'm hey, sick, man, Fran. Hey, I think I, I, think <laughs> I said, I think I got, I think they got me. <laughs> I think they got me, man. <laughs> oh, shit. 
Man, good times, man, good times. But uh, listen, once again, uh, I've been Alvin Williams, joined as always by my partner in true crime, Francel Evans. And we'll see you guys next week. Deuces.